This is a Hog Sports Network podcast. You're listening to the Hogs Illustrated Sports Club podcast. Here's your host, Chip Souza of the Hog Sports Network. This is Chip Souza with the Hog Sports Network luncheon today, Hogs Illustrated Sports luncheon here in Springdale. Jason Watson, the volleyball coach with the University of Arkansas, um, was our guest speaker today. They just completed the best season in program history, making it to the Elite Eight. Here is Jason talking with our Ethan Westerman. Jason, thanks again for, for coming here and doing this. Just wanted to start off by asking, I mean, with your group that you had this year, it was a bunch of older players who times weren't always as good as they were this year. Um, just what was it like seeing that group kind of um, transform the program the way that it did? Yeah, it takes eight years to be an overnight success. Um, and um, we were fortunate, I think, that we had uh, two of our athletes, uh, uh, Jill and Maggie, that were fifth years, so they were COVID uh, athletes. And, um, and it seems like when you talk about that around the country, it either goes one way or the other. Guys, it either goes really good or they go, uh, I'm done, sort of thing in the middle of the season. We were fortunate that they kind of um, embrace this opportunity here a little bit. And so it's nice for them, I think, that, um, you know, they went from winning five SEC matches their freshman year, and now we won, uh, I think, 15 it was. And, and so in, in the days where we are right now, where things get tough, people just hit the portal. Um, they didn't. And uh, I think that's what makes this story just so great, is that um, they persevered even when they could have easily just left. They persevered and they were very, like you said earlier, against the grain of college volleyball just being so undersized starting at, you know, your outside hitters. Um, what did you see about them? I know this year it just seemed like they played with so much of a chip on their shoulder. What did you see from that perspective? Yeah, we like that. Um, uh, we're going to recruit kids that have chips on their shoulders, you know. Uh, I think it's a nice um, – it's a nice thing. They, they want to go prove people wrong. And um, I think if you go down the roster, I think every single one of those athletes that is on our team has at some point in time in their career had some devastating news shed to them by coaches, you know, that they want this or they want that. Um, and um, I, I think we call them misfits. And uh, I, I think it's generally uh, okay term, you know, because uh, they are. Um, but they've come together and became this really united team. And, um, and that's what I think is, is great about college athletics in general. You know, when uh, a young person starts trying to be something that they're not because of the game they played, then the game becomes important. And, um, and that's what I think our team, I think, is the personification of that. You know, the biggest moment yet in program history, that Elite Eight, uh, or the, the win to get you to the Elite Eight over, over Kentucky, it was um, a team that... Arkansas hadn't beaten in over a decade. Yeah. And two weeks prior, you'd been swept by them at home. Just yeah. how, did, how did the team, you know, rise to the occasion whenever it mattered most? Yeah, we were playing for an SEC championship when Kentucky came to town into the Bond Hill. And uh, there's some competitive inequities within the SEC schedule that make it tough at times. And, um, and so they rolled us in Bond Hill. That was the only team that did this year. And uh, we were heavily fatigued. Um, but uh, our senior class had never beaten them. And, and so uh, the NCAA bracket comes out, actually. And um, we were hosting, Kentucky was hosting, Florida was hosting, and Nebraska was hosting. And everybody won would end up in Lincoln 
Uh, Florida didn't make it. <laughs> Nobody shed a tear. Uh, and, uh, but then we matched up with Kentucky, uh, which is a strange thing to have happen, actually. Um, and, um, but uh, we didn't think they were playing nearly as well as they were when they played us. And, um, and so we had some time to prep for it. We got some rest, which is critical. Um, and, um, yeah, if you're going to beat Kentucky for the first time, and Kentucky has won a number of SEC championships, I think seven straight, um, it's nice to send them home on the biggest stage that you possibly can, and that is uh, the Sweet 16 at uh, Lincoln, uh, Nebraska, who um, their coach was an assistant at Nebraska at one point in time, and so that was, yeah. I, I, I took a moment and thought, yeah, that's pretty cool. <laughs> I, I kind of enjoyed this one, uh, and so, uh, yeah, it was a good moment. You talked a lot about Barnhill earlier. Um, you know, first time to host in a long time uh, in the tournament this year. Um, you ended on such a good note there, um, getting to punch your ticket to the Sweet 16. Um, and it felt like every game that I went to this year, it was just setting some sort of new top 10 attendance record. Like, I don't know if I went to one that wasn't somehow a new record. Uh, just how have you kind of seen that home court advantage uh, evolve since, you know, you started? Yeah, I mean, eight years ago, um, we'd be happy if this many people that are in this room turned up. Um, we'd be like, ooh, this is a big crowd. Uh, we're going to be a little nervous playing in front of this many people. Um, and, and we laughed, too, at some point in time. Uh, our crowd consisted of um, families and boyfriends, and if they broke up, attendance went down. Uh, and um, uh, But... I looked across one time, uh, our benches are on the other side than where I think when basketball played in Barnhill, and um, uh, I didn't know everybody that was at there, but I know faces, uh, and there was a point in time this season where I didn't know anybody or their faces that were across the bench from us, and, and I thought, oh, this, something's coming here, you know, and this is, this is pretty cool, and then when you see the line uh, to get into Barnhill wrapping down almost to uh, past the football practice facility down around the corner there. Um, you think, yeah, this is, this is really cool. Um, this is really, really cool. And, um, you know, the expectation now, and I know Bonnie Hill seats like 10,000 people, but uh, when you get 4,200 like we did for Wisconsin and then you can back it up with 3,800, um, it's a loud environment and... Um, uh, it's it's an intimidating environment for your your opponent, which is you know great. You know uh, it's great. So, um, but again, you can get pretty close to some things in Bonnell. It's a wonderful venue. And I know that, you know, in the 90s, the men's basketball team kind of coined the phrase 40 minutes of hell in Barnhill. But this year, I mean, obviously, volleyball isn't a time-bound sport, but your team kept on mentioning this 40 minutes of hell mentality. How Kind of break that down for us, like what that means in volleyball terms. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm not from here, and I didn't grow up uh, in Arkansas, and I didn't know that the state actually existed when I first came to the States. Um, and so I have no idea uh, about the rich legacy of 40 Minutes of Hell and where it came from. But, um, uh, but at one point in time, I was over in the practice field, and they had fastest 40 written up, and I, that just didn't seem like that was as, I don't know, powerful. <laughs> and, uh, uh, and so... Um, uh, last season, we, we beat uh, Georgia Tech for the first time. Georgia Tech was a top 10 team, and, and I thought at that time, you know, we're, 
we just played so hard, you know, and, and I imagine the men's basketball teams that were in Bonhill, uh, you can't say 40 minutes of hell without playing hard, right? I mean, you just got to play hard to get that, uh, to get that saying. And so I thought, well, we should try as a program, given that we're based in Bonhill, to live up to that legacy and that reputation of just 40 minutes of pure hell on our opponents. And, and so it kind of stuck, uh, and uh, I love everything about it. I, I, I love the mindset. I love uh, the, um, the rallying cry that our, our team goes when, when we say that. Uh, I love uh, everything, and we're never going to apologize for it because even though we didn't come up with it, uh, we've stolen it, of course, from, um, from men's basketball. But I just love everything about this 40 minutes of hell, and I'm trying to figure out where we can put that in the locker room so that we remind ourselves all the time that that's what we need to be. You know, we just yeah. If we don't go hard, then we're not uh, we're not Arkansas. Well, you just got a transfer from the daughter of somebody who definitely knows a thing or two about 40 minutes of hell. Yeah. Uh, will you just talk about a little bit like what that was like, you know, recruiting her out of the portal and how difficult uh, was it to get her to, to want to come? Yeah, we um, uh, true story here. Uh, I know sometimes the facts get in the way of good story, but this is true. Uh, um, uh, when we initially recruited Romani Thurman out of high school uh, and brought her in on a visit, uh, one of the reoccurring pieces of advice that we got from everybody associated in the athletic department is do not make the visit about her dad. You know, let recruit her on her own merits. Don't make it about her dad. And um, you'll forgive me, I didn't know her dad. You know, he was just dad, you know. And um, so everyone's like, hey, don't make it about dad. Don't make it about dad. And so we bring her on the visit and everyone in the athletic department made it about her dad. Uh, hey, remember that time, remember that time, remember that time. And poor kid is just like, what about me sort of thing. So she went to North Carolina, um, and so we didn't get her. And so that was pretty devastating for us, actually. Uh, a really good Arkansas kid that went to North Carolina, you know. Um, and, um, and then, as fate may have it, uh, she went in the portal after her freshman year because... It turns out North Carolina is not Arkansas. And, um, and so it became a really easy decision, you know, hey, why don't you come home? And, um, and, and we like that. The state doesn't produce, I don't think, enough D1 volleyball players for us to have a roster full of them. It, it, it doesn't. Um, uh, it'd be great if it does, but it, it doesn't. But certainly, uh, those that are on our roster from Arkansas uh, know how significant it is to play at Arkansas, and um, and they're the best that Arkansas has to offer. So the best that Arkansas has to offer is going to come play at the University of Arkansas, and um, and it may just take them a little while to figure that out, but it's cool that they do. You know, it's cool that they do. You told me very early on in y'all season this year. I mean, I think it was right after that Wisconsin loss that you were just thankful that the administration at Arkansas gave you time to build it, you said the right way, just kind of what in your words is, you know, the way that you wanted to build this program? Yeah, I think when we think about intercollegiate athletics, the word patience doesn't come to mind very often. Um, uh, and uh, I think one of the things about uh, programs with sustained level of success is a continuity of, um, of philosophy and approach and, and um, and, and coaches, and so I'm pretty thankful that uh, that Hunter gave me the time uh, 
to build it because we weren't very good. Uh, we weren't very good at all, actually. Um, but we knew we could be, right? That's the thing. We knew we could be. Um, and um, I think as you're, you're building it, uh, uh, volleyball recruiting is strange in that uh, we are now done with the 2025 class and we're working on the 2026 class. So we're two years ahead of where we are with recruiting. And so the fruits of your recruiting efforts are two years away from arriving on campus. And so that's hard, you know, that's hard. And if you make a coaching change, you're going to lose all of those kids, you know, and, and now you're not just recruiting for the coming year, it's for forever sort of thing. And um, we wanted to identify athletes that, um, uh, you know, I'll say this, uh, lots of kids want to play in the SEC, but I don't think lots of kids understand how hard it is to play in the SEC, and you've got to find the right kids. I, I mean, the University of Arkansas offers student athletes a remarkable educational and athletic experience, um, and they'll stay, even if they aren't great because it's so great to be a Razorback and and so you want to make sure that you have a roster full of athletes that um, that are, are appreciative of the opportunities that are ahead of them and um, and don't feel entitled yeah so that was yeah it takes a while to do that talking about this year's team just again it felt like just along the way um, there were just so many firsts that happened it was like oh first sweep of Florida the yeah. first time beating Florida on the road, I think, um, yeah, and you cool. swept them. Just, uh, I know you mentioned it's kind of nice to beat them. Uh, you know, how did the team this year, accomplishing so much along the way, kind of stay locked in, you know, all the way to the end? It, it's like they didn't let the praise they were kind of getting, uh, you know, let them slip up. Well, that's to the earlier question. You know, you want to create kids that um, – I create a program that kids want to be that and add to it rather than take from it. Uh, and so it's that level of entitlement. And I, I, we recruit these kids with all of the entitlements that Arkansas gets to offer. And so it's easy for them to lose sight of, you know, why they're really there. But um, what, what you, you really, that's why you've got to dig deep into who these, who these athletes are, you know, and, and are they going to, to be a part of a, a team. And it, a, a team isn't just the people that play. I mean, team is, you know, everybody that comes to practice every day that, that works hard. Um, and so uh, this is a group that, uh, you know, whatever their job was on the team, they did it as best as they could. And so uh, we say, you know, the rising tide rises all ships. And, um, and, and so, you know, it's, it's tough for some of these recruits because they've never not played. You know, they're the best of the best. And, and now they get onto this stage and, you know, we, we finished the year ranked eighth in the country. We're a top 10 program here in Arkansas. Not, not everybody's going to get their needs met by playing time and everything. And are you okay with that? And um, you don't necessarily have to be okay with it, but, but you certainly have to uh, work to get on the court. But if you don't get on it, understand that the team is, is a bigger entity than yourselves. And so I, I think that's what, that's what I think makes this team just a remarkable team and what makes college athletics special is when you have teams like this. Uh, you can talk, if you want to, a little bit about your previous coaching, like where all you've coached before. You've coached a lot of places in a lot of years. Where <laughs> would this year's – I don't mean to – that made, made me sound like I'm calling you old, but I just I am you've old. coached for a while. I am um, old. But I'm getting would, older just sitting here. <laughs> I was just going to ask, uh, where would this year's kind of season among like your most memorable slash favorite uh, maybe yeah. stack up out of all those years that you've coached? Oh, so I got my start in Bozeman, Montana. I was there for two years 
And it turns out it's really cold there. Um, and so we left. I was making like $14,000 a year maybe. Uh, and so I left uh, and then went to uh, Arkansas State, actually. I was in Jonesboro for two years, and, and uh, I loved my time over there. Uh, everyone over there would say, hey, you need to go to Fayetteville at some point in time, and I never did, um, but, um, and then moved around quite a bit. So, yeah, that, my first coaching job was in 96, I think. Um, so, yeah, I am old. Um, uh, uh, look, I think if you've any, spent any time coaching, um, and, and coaching is this strange profession that uh, – uh, no season is this straight line. You know, there's all of these things that come up, and the biggest problems that you think you're going to face don't end up being it, and you never know what you're going to face, you know, and, and so there are these challenges that, that go along. But for me, um, this was probably the most personally rewarding uh, coaching experience that uh, I've had. Uh, it wasn't without challenges. It wasn't without uh, late nights of, like, oh, what am I doing? Um, but, um, uh, you know, I've taken over, this is my third program that I've taken over that has started here and has ended up uh, over here, uh, improved. Never as deep a run as we've had, of course. Um, it's the second program we've ta I've taken to the Elite Eight. But, um, uh, but to do it at a, in a state and to do it at a school where maybe... Uh, a state and a fan base is, it's dawned on them that they actually have volleyball. You know, um, uh, nobody in this room thinks that, I'm sure, but but I'm sure there are a number of Razorback fans that didn't know volleyball existed, and if they did, they wouldn't give it the time of day. And I think we are slowly turning Razorback fans into volleyball fans. And um, the number of people that drove up from Arkansas to Lincoln to come watch us play uh, Nebraska uh, was amazing, and it shouldn't amaze us because I know that our fan base travels to Omaha for baseball quite regularly and, and things like that, but, but we had to hear the hog being called in Lincoln, Nebraska loudly uh, when we were making a run. I mean, that's cool, right? There's 9,000 people. That's the marquee volleyball program in the country, and people drove in from Arkansas to, one, watch a volleyball game, and then to call the hogs. You guys, I mean, how cool is that, you know? How cool is that? And, uh, and, and we had a chance, and, and we had a great chance to get to the Final Four, and we just missed it, and the margins are slim at that level, as we know. And, but um, uh, that's personally rewarding to hear the hogs called in Lincoln, Nebraska, in front of 9,000, I don't know what they are, Husker fans, I guess is what they are. But, but um, that moment right there was like, ooh, I love this place. Yeah. It was so fun. It was so fun. It was so fun. Uh, coaching's fun, especially when you win. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. First couple of years were not fun. You didn't invite me here in those first couple of years, you know? <laughs> Let's be honest, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. There was no invitation those first couple of years. Yeah. So I appreciate it. Hopefully we'll have you back. Jason, yeah. that's all I have for you. <laughs> now do it again, right? Is that the thing? Yeah. yeah, yeah no. Shut up, go to work, and do it again. I get it. I get it. Yeah, fair enough. All right. Appreciate it. Ethan, thank you, too. Ethan supported us throughout the entire season. He was in Barnhill whenever he could. I mean, he's a hardworking young man, and, um, but he was there telling our story, and, um, uh, and that's what I think is special when people start telling our story and sharing it. We greatly appreciate it. So, Ethan, thank you so much.
We also honored a couple of high school programs today. Our program of the week was the Farmington Boys Basketball Program. Coach Johnny Taylor was here today talking about his program. They have been a state championship contender in Class 4A, and they expect to be a contender again this year. And we also recognized the Bentonville Co-Ed Cheer Team. They were the state champions in the 5A, 6A Co-Ed Division last weekend in Hot Springs. We recognized them as our Athletes of the Week. Now this was our last Hogs Illustrated Sports Club luncheon uh, for the year. We'll be back in 2024. We are still working on that schedule for 2024, but we will be back with more luncheons in the new year. We appreciate everyone listening and attending the luncheons, and uh, we wish everybody a happy holiday, and we'll see you back in 2024. The proceeding has been a production of the Hogs Sports Network. Look for our daily podcasts on Apple, Spotify, or your favorite podcast platform. For more Razorbacks coverage, go to wholehogsports.com or follow the Hog Sports Network reporters on social media.